Hello and welcome into episode 48 of the Stomp the Bus show. I'm your host, Mark Harris. And Colton, is there anything going on in ASU world right now? You know, uh, seems like there's just really not that much to talk about. Yeah, I honestly didn't want to come on because I thought this would be a pretty mellow show. The news cycle's been pretty slow. Uh, um, and I mean, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of just kind of chatting with you. So thanks. Um, yeah, I almost <laughs> I almost didn't come on. Um, but I'm, you know, I, I'm here. I'm contractually obligated. Um, so right. yeah, glad to glad to be here. I guess, Mark. Glad you didn't hold out. Uh, is it just because you didn't want people to see your mustache, or is that part well, of? Well, no, I, that's that's actually why I came on. Is because oh, I okay. to the world, um, the decision that I made on my face, because um, I'm very proud of it. I think it looks great, um, and I'm sorry you don't feel that. The, feel the same you're going against the consensus though i want you to know that yeah i'm sure all right uh well it's been a crazy day in sun devil nation um asu is looks like it's heading to the big 12 uh it's not official yet and arizona is further down the road uh at pete thamel just reported on ESPN sources, Arizona deal with Big 12 expected to be finalized soon. Um, so they're further down the road. Obviously, Colorado left last week. And in the meantime, uh, following Colorado's departure, the Pac-12 presidents were presented the final TV deal offer, which was exclusively on Apple. And it was twenty million, about $20 million per, per school, which could be exceeded if subscriber uh, metrics or goals are reached and i think that was the uh, <laughs> that second part yeah. is why we're, we, we are where we are um it also it also i was reading that the, the deal that was presented was supposedly like a shorter term deal as well yeah. um whereas you know the big 12 just signed their their deal through 2031 i think it is um so I don't know. I'm sure the the money wasn't there. I'm sure the the duration of the deal was a little underwhelming. It just seemed like the it's second the idea, it's the money. Yeah, the biggest thing. Yeah, and I think the second that obviously the second that deal was presented is when people really started uh, or schools really started talking about jumping ship. And we've already seen Colorado AS or not ASU, but um, U of A is is all but confirmed at this point. Um, which, I mean, based on everything we've been reading, means ASU is essentially confirmed, and then Utah is right there with them. So it seems like four of those Pac-12 schools are going to the Big 12. You already have USC and UCLA in the Big 10. Um, Who knows? It looks like Oregon and Washington are going to the Big 10 as well, or are in in talks of going to the Big 10. Um, And then... Yeah, and this is what sucks about this is that Wazoo, Oregon State, Cal, I'm not even going to throw Stanford in there because they don't have enough fans to care, but um, those schools and then the diehard Stanford fans, they get screwed over, and it sucks. And this is why ASU has to move because Big 12, it's it's, it's either Big 12 or the, you know, what's left of the Pac-12 or the Mountain West. And so this is, you know, you know, uh, there's reporting from CBS Sports, Brandon Marcello, that basically uh, 
like yesterday being Wednesday, uh, Crow, Michael Crow had to be like convinced to go to the Big 12, which is so frustratingly on brand. Um, but you know what? Let's just kind of get past all that for a minute and just like ASU's 99% in the Big 12. Like, what are your thoughts on it? Like, it's just, let, let, let's just kind of, I don't want to get into talking about the death of the Pac-12 and how it all led to this point because like, Everyone's done that. We know what happened. We talked about it at Nazi. And we've literally been talking about that since we started this show. Exactly. Exactly. Like our first episode. Our first episode was talking about the new Pac-12 TV deal, and I think we discussed possible conference moves. But that I don't know how real that all felt at the time. I think we both assumed that, like, you know, based on the sentiment around the. Got a little technical difficulties there, um, but it's it's just a it's crazy how this all happened, and in some senses, it's not that crazy at all. Oh, there you are. You back? I think I don't yeah, know. Did I cut yeah. out? Yeah, but anyway, keep going. Okay, I was just gonna say, like, obviously, we've discussed it um, extensively from the beginning of this show, but in terms of like what it all means, it's just there's so much to unpack and. I think the biggest thing that stands out to me is just from the outside looking in, obviously, I have no reporting on this. I haven't done anything in terms of like um, substantiating this feeling or anything. This is just kind of from the fans' perspective. It seems like U of A's urgency to, to join the Pac-12, at least on some level, rests in creating that basketball super conference that the Big 12 would become. Um, if U of A joins those ranks, but I also think, and we've seen this with what's going on at the um, with the Arizona Board of Regents, and you talked about Michael Crow's um, reluctancy when it came to jumping ship. Um, I, we honestly have U of A to thank for this to an extent. I don't absolutely. know. Absolutely, absolutely. We well, we specifically I have. This, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if this gets done without the pressure on Michael Crow, because everything coming out of that meeting was he was very supportive of the Pac-12, even in that meeting on Tuesday, yes. which no, I, believe, I know. Yeah, I know. It's look, it. let's just be thankful that it's like this isn't actually going to stop them from getting in. And just the fact that ASU is such an enormous school um, in a huge TV market, like circumstance is what circumstance and Robert Robbins, Arizona's president, kind of pushing the way and being because the thing is, like, I don't think I don't think Arizona Arizona didn't want to leave the Big Twelve or the Pac Twelve either. But you cut there comes a point where you just have to, you know. And Arizona, like Arizona, wanted did Arizona had more urgency about it than Arizona State. And absolutely. Look, I mean, this is this is like Michael Crow is the reason why Arizona sports have or Arizona State sports have been just it's it's just like it, I don't want to say terrible because that's not accurate, but they they haven't been living up to their full potential. I'll say that um, he just doesn't care. Or it, he, he doesn't care slash thinks he knows what he's doing and, you know, doesn't know what he's doing. And 
Yeah, I mean, we've, we literally have Robert Robbins to thank for this because Michael Crow, I mean, the fact that even just as of Wednesday, he was still, he was still so confident in the Pac-12. It's like, dude, like, it's over. Like, it's, it's over. Yeah. And there, there were probably chances to save it within this past year. Uh, I saw a story that, uh, that the Pac-12, the, I think it was uh, Yahoo Sports' Ross Dellinger that the Big 12 tried to merge with the Pac-12 and Pac-12 said no. And it's like, of course that happened. And the um, apparently the, Pig, the Pac-12 had the TV deal offered to them that the Big 12 currently has. Um, and they turned that down. They overshot how much they were worth. And it's like, I don't know how much to put the blame on this on George Kalavkov, who def- definitely deserves a good chunk of it. But it's like, I feel like the presidents are the one telling him like, hey, you should do this. You should not do this, you know? So uh, Definitely. It's, from that perspective, it's just a comedy of errors. But from ASU being in the Big 12, it's like, it, I mean, we thought this could happen. You know, this was always a possibility. And look, I've been on this yeah. show. Like, I did not want ASU to go to the, back, to the Big 12. I didn't. And um, today I'm coming here more relieved than I am like jumping for joy, excited, you know, and people can have their you know opinions on that, but it's overall, I'm just glad that we're here ultimately, like, or almost certainly. I, I really, really wish that this was like basically decided before we started recording, but um, I'll share some tweets in a few minutes that kind of detail why I think we'll be fine. Um, in terms of going to the yeah. Big 12. But the thing that I do like about this, and I like beyond just the fact that you're remaining in a Power 5 conference, you're um, joining a better basketball conference for sure. I like that there is still going to be some regionality, at least for, for ASU, because you have uh, U of A is in the conference, BYU, you know, easy to get to, still regional. Uh, Utah is almost certainly going to be in as well, so that's three. And then Colorado. And then it's like, okay, sure, like Texas is a further away, but it's like Texas Tech, you know, that's not that far. It's not crazy for you of ASU and Texas Tech to be rivals geographically. All the other uh, Texas schools like Baylor and TCU and Houston – um, those are, it's not that far to get to those schools. And then you throw out Oklahoma state in there too. Kansas and Kansas state. It's a, that's a little bit of a stretch for me, but I mean, you were in the same conference with the Northwest schools and that's not very close either. So yeah, the it's only, not, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's like you're driving East as opposed to North in terms of like the yeah. distance, right? So, and you go to North, I mean, Utah, it, and Colorado, and BYU, but uh, yeah, it's the same. It's I mean, still, like the North yeah. West, but yeah, I, exactly. I don't know if geographically it makes like a huge difference. It's almost like, you know, I, I don't think the, I think USC and UCLA are way oh, worse yeah. of a position in the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, but and, yeah, it, I agree with you. Geographically, it, it doesn't like defy all logic no and the other thing is again it's three teams that you've already played a bunch 
in the Utah, Arizona, and Colorado, and then BYU, you've played a good chunk of times too in the past. Same with, I mean, Texas Tech. They Texas Tech, yeah. Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. Um, they had the yeah. home and home of Oklahoma State the last two years. I mean, it, it's not like they're unfamiliar with these schools in terms of like non-conference stuff and, and right. things like that. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's like a huge. Now it is kind of, I, I would feel so much I, I, for whatever dumb reason, like it would be a lot better if like some of the Eastern time zone schools were not in the big 12, like just, you know, Cincinnati, West Virginia, and UCF. That's, it's really too bad. None of those schools could have just oh, gone to yeah. the ACC, okay. you know, but yeah, it is I was like, it is. Which, which schools are East Coast? I completely blanked on those teams in the it's Big UCF. 12. Okay. Well, okay, so I said Eastern time zone because West Virginia and oh, Cincinnati yeah. are not East Coast, but they're Eastern time zone. No, and that's then, what I meant, like Eastern yeah. time zone, yeah. And then UCF as well. And then there's Iowa State uh, in the old Big 12. So it's you – look, it makes no geographic sense to be in the conference with those schools, but the rest of the schools, I mean, that's still – uh, th- 13 other schools that make some semblance of geographic sense. So it's like, all right, like, or not, not 13, um, 11, Let's 11 other there. schools. Yeah, there you go. If you take out the four right, and then, yes, yeah. Um, are they going to rename these conferences? They should. Gonna, yeah. yeah. Like the big 10 hasn't, the big 10 has been at six or 14 teams for a while and they haven't. And then they're going to add I guess. four West coast teams. Uh, I mean, they're going to so, be. At, they're going to. They're about to be at eighteen. If if they add Oregon and Washington, yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know how long you can be the Big Ten when you've almost doubled. No, no, I know. But I guess if you think about it, like they've been the Big Ten this entire past decade when they've had fourteen teams and people yeah. just. And it, it 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 is a brand, so I get it. The Big Twelve, I I don't know, I. The Big 16 sucks. I don't know what you could call it, though. Like, Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's like you lose the brand recognition. It's just like – I guess I, mean, I don't care about the Big bother, It probably doesn't bother most people. It just annoys me. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, <laughs> it's – that is – that, but, like, I, I, I do like that, like, you still are playing teams in your region. You know, I think that, that that's important, and – it's not like, I mean, look, if we went to the SEC, that would be great, but it would, it would feel very out of place. ASU does not feel out of place in the Big 12. Um, and, you know, there's no, like, blue blood football program in the Big 12. Obviously, you have TCU, who made the national championship. Um, BYU won a natty in the 80s. They, if you Taylor. look at Washington should have gotten that. Um, there's a lot of – I'm not going into that. But uh, they, but regardless, BYU has a strong football history. Kansas State has a strong football history. Baylor has a strong recent football history. Yeah. Oklahoma State with Mike Gundy, good football history. West Virginia, West Virginia does have a good football history, not in the Big 12, but overall. UCF, good recent football history. Cincinnati, same thing. Houston's been up and down. Texas Tech is kind of – I mean, off, oh, Utah – good football history and then yeah, Colorado won a national championship but they they're weird because they've been just awful for 20 years uh Kansas mostly stinks in football uh, and then you have like Iowa State Texas Tech uh 
Kansas Arizona. was fun last year. I remember their little run. It was like what the first four oh, yeah. five weeks of the season. Can yeah, yeah they were a fun Kansas. team. I don't know. They might be building something over there. Oh no, I, I think they are. I'm just saying, like, if you've been that bad of a football program for basically your entire history, I'm yeah. not just gonna wipe it away because you went six and six one year, you know. No, no, I completely agree. Yeah. It was more of a, it was more of like a personal observation. I was yeah. just thinking back to that. They have Jalen Daniels, their quarterback is good and they have a good coach. Like I think they really are turning it around. Um, but anyway, my point with this is there's not a USC. There's not an Oregon that has been, they've been like a, you know, they played in two national championship games and then Washington's been really good has a good history and won the national, like those three teams, like they just have yeah. more resources. They just have, they, they're set up to be better than ASU. Um, but ASU, yeah. no. Sorry, go ahead. I oh, yeah. totally ASU has the ahead. chance to rise up in this league. Um, does it? Will they do it? You know, I don't know. You know, look, we talk about Michael Crow, and I've mentioned his age on this podcast before. That he's sixty-seven years old, and my point with that being is like he's not going to be the school president forever. Someone will eventually come in. Hopefully, someone who has just better. Um, more cares about more current views on college sports or just doesn't have his own, you know, this is the way it should be, or doesn't have her own version of that. Like just anyway, supports programs and engages the fan base and all that stuff. And uh, that was the key of ASU succeeding whichever conference they're in. So that's not really a big 12 point, but it does yeah. like there are, there is opportunity to kind of establish yourself as an upper tier program in this league. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. That's actually what I was going to say too, is I feel like the PAC 12 was so top heavy in terms of like every year it was Oregon, Washington, Utah. Um, I mean, recently USC, but like those, it was always, I mean, Utah has been in the PAC 12 championship for like each of the last, what, three or four years. Like I, I feel like with the PAC 12, it was so hard to crack that top four or whatever it was. Um, whereas with the big 12, I mean, we just saw it with TCU, right? If, if you play your cards, right. So to speak in this conference, it's right. pretty easy to turn things around quickly or rise to the top quickly. Um, I mean, Kansas state has been a pretty, they won the league. Yeah. They've had a high floor for a long time, but I mean, Baylor, right. Baylor yeah. after the Art Bryles era was at the very bottom, Matt Rule turned them around and now they're where they are, right? So this is a conference where you're not really like doomed to mediocrity. Not that ASU, I mean, I guess I said not that ASU was, but that's kind of where they've been. They've been mired in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, my thing is, I, I so I do think that like, I don't want to absolve ASU of its past failings in the Pac-12 because I don't think it's like, I don't think it's all like, oh, they had these better teams holding it down. I think a lot of it was ASU doing stupid shit on their own. Yeah. I mean, the 2021 football season is like a perfect ringing example of ASU getting in its own way. Because that season, that was the year they went 8-4, and four, but obviously they lost in BYU. Like, they didn't even practice crowd noise, basically. And then there's the Utah game that they just completely were flat in the second half. Wazoo, they totally didn't show up, and then they lose on the road to Oregon State. And there's a, there's a 10-2 and two 
ish team, or even maybe possibly an 11 and one team that goes eight and four because of terrible coaching. Um, that's ASU getting in its own way because they beat Oregon. They didn't play Oregon. They beat Washington and they beat USC that year. And both, look, both those teams were having really down years that season, but they beat them and like they weren't roadblocks that year. And so my point in this is, yes, ASU has the ability, we think, to do good things on the football field and like kind of break through. But even though you're leaving, leaving the Pac-12, that like that all the same issues you're taking with you to the Big 12, even though there is less of a behemoth in the Big 12, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100 percent. And I completely agree with that. There's there's that's a huge um, portion of this that needs to be addressed. Hopefully, you know, it, it feels like ASU will never stop doing ASU things. Hopefully I'm, I'm wrong. Um, yeah. But that's yeah. why I brought up Michael Crow. And look, the, I don't I hate being in like ageist and morbid here but like he's not going to be the school president forever you know i know that it seems like he will be but uh anyway i don't want to talk about that too off too much on this but um yeah i mean it's the one the thing with football that is interesting is at this point in the big 12 there are no just complete crappy teams that you can just roll over you know like we've had, we've seen Arizona like that, um, Colorado. We've seen like that in the past. Um, Wazoo, there's been years that Cal. There's been years that Stanford last year, even though we didn't beat him, but we were that last year. Although that was kind of an outlier for us. But in the Big Twelve right now, and I'm going to specify right now because Kansas is still in the league and they've had awful years. Iowa State's in the league, they've had awful years. Colorado is joining the league, they've had awful years. So it's not like, and you have, you know, UCF, Houston, and uh, Cincinnati who are, haven't played, you know, power five schedules. And so it's a whole different ball game. Just ask Utah. They took a while to adjust. But my, and, but my point with this is, while there may not be like the USC, the Washington, the Oregon, and the Big 12, they're also, right now, is there aren't really any gimmies on your schedule either. So... I feel like the schedule, like if ASU was going to go seven and five in the Pac-12, it, it might do it in a different way than it would going seven and five in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. No, that's a good point. It's going to shift tremendously, I think, in terms of like you said it. And it, we kind of walk, walked through each of the teams that have occupied that role in the Pac-12. Of, of like, I guess the doormat or whatever you want to call it, just kind of walk all over. But, I mean, historically, there have been teams. Like, we kind of just described it with Kansas and Iowa State, things like that. But yeah. none of these schools are really in a place where they're, they're going to be kind of, you know, which, which might be good because, you know, you might not walk in and, and take anybody lightly. You might should develop this mentality where you have to show up for every single game, um, which could make you stronger. Who knows? But – It'll definitely be an adjustment. It'll be interesting. Um, I mean, conference play is going to feel really weird when it's Kansas State, Texas Tech, Iowa State versus, you know, Washington, Cal, Stanford. It's going to be an adjustment. But um, I don't know. I'm excited for it. And I'm excited. I think the thing that got me is the element of this entire saga that has me most excited is the accessibility. And being right. able to actually watch them play <laughs> as opposed to like 
you know, noon kickoff, Wazoo, ASU, and it's on the Pac-12 network. Right. You have to figure something out. Yeah, you got to stream it, go to a sports bar, and hope they have it there. Yeah, Yeah. and nobody ever does. The Pac-12 is nowhere. Um, Pac-12 network, I mean. So the accessibility is something I'm really looking forward to, being able to, you know, just turn it on to, um, you know, the ESPN app or whatever it is. Um, will will be really nice. So that'll be good. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's it's still kind of like sinking in over the past few days. But I, I'm just a part of me is relieved that it looks like we're either making the right decision or being kind of forced to make the right decision. Honestly, yeah. uh, I think being forced is is a better yeah, way to put it. Really, yeah. But you know, like who cares? Who cares how it how it happens that you get into a conference or not like it's all of that stuff like i can't wait till we're on this show and we're just not talking about all of this bullshit like and it's probably going to be a while because there is a lot of stuff to uncover asu hasn't actually joined the big 12 yet so you know we can't it you know it's not done until it's done and michael crow is the ultimate pac-12 truther and it's ever so evident this past week that that's the case, but I think it's just, there's no other options. And look, they need to take it if, because if they don't take it, then Oregon state or Washington state will take it. That's the thing. So then you're even more screwed. And then you just, then look, then you have your alumni just wanting to then like good, say goodbye to donations, say goodbye, like all this stuff, like, and I know they just got a stadium naming rights thing done yesterday, um, which I don't. No, some people are mad about that, but it's like you can't be an ASU fan and complain about not having enough money, and then they get more money from something because it's like a pretty, like I think they get like four million dollars per year from it, and then yeah. oh, complain. It's like you know what, like it is what it is. And what were the complaints? Much- what were the complaints rooted in? Was it? It like was just like oh, it was. Thing? It's just the same thing that happens whenever a state, like a, a stadium that has like a specific name, gets changed to cr- corporate name, you know. But it's oh, like yeah. I don't know. Like, look, some devil stadium is a good. You want. Like, yeah. who cares what it's called? I know. Call it Sun Devil Stadium. It doesn't exactly. matter. Exactly. <laughs> like, not, very few of you are actually writing the recap or putting the dateline on Mountain America Stadium. Um, it is what it is, and. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of things bouncing around. One thing that I do really am going to like out of this is not having to defend the Pac-12 anymore, not having to, like, be embarrassed by it anymore, not having to be not having to worry about it. Like, it's done. It's done. Um, I don't have to care about how many Pac-12 teams get in March Madness and be embarrassed that it's only three and be annoyed that no Pac-12 team has made the playoff. And the funniest thing is, is if it happens this year, that would be the funniest thing. If like the Pac, like they you get like an undefeated Washington or USC that makes the playoff, and it's like, oh, like of course this is when it happens in the final um, in the final year of the Pac. Yeah. That would be like that would just be hilarious. But um, let me let me ask you this: This is something that I'm thinking about because I feel like the only two dominoes that haven't had any sort of update related to them in terms of realignment are, at least I haven't seen anything. Maybe you have, 
Right. Um, Wazoo and Oregon State, obviously, smaller schools in smaller portions of the country, right? Uh, the Washington Idaho border. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, what I, I texted you about this the other day is it's, it, it, is it the Mountain West? What if, and this is like so far fetched, but I, if we're spitballing things, like I wonder if it's viable just off the top of my head. What if Oregon State and Wazoo, but obviously this would change the entire landscape of like any sort of TV deal and things like that. What if they went out and they invited like eight new schools to join the Pac-12 and just rebuilt it? Well, they might, but I mean that. Like, what are their what are their, their options here? Is it only I think the Mountain West? I think it's the Mountain because if you invite a bunch of if you backfill the Pac-12 with a bunch of Mountain West teams, then sure it's a different name, but it's still going to be regarded as that type of conference, you know. So I right. think it, it won't be a, it won't be a Power Five. No, obviously, like so. I think it, it'll it'll look maybe they'll get maybe the Big Twelve, like maybe one of them will end up in the Big Twelve somehow, but. I expect them to be in the Mount West. And that's that's why that is why I hate all the people who are like rooting, who are rooting for the Pac-12 to die and you know, grave dancing on the Pac-12. And it's like, okay, like congrats on cheering on the death of Oregon State and Washington State. You know, that's that's what it is. If you want to make fun of Cal and Stanford, fine. But like Oregon State and Washington State, like that's what se- that's what, in my opinion, that's what really separates college football specifically from the NFL is that because, like, guess what? Like, uh, like Alabama and all these teams that have like he- all these assistants and just they kind of are like mini NFL teams already. Even like even yeah. as much shit as we talk about ASU and like ASU, like they have a like they have a ASU like players right now are living better than like. 80s NFL football players. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. well, in, in many ways, <laughs> probably they aren't doing like cattle steroids, I would hope. But uh, what I mean by that is like ASU is like nice facilities and a huge state and a big state, like and all this stuff and like specialized meals and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm obviously Oregon State and Washington State have some of that too, but like they're, they're in like small little areas and you, you have to, takes a while to get there and you know like if morgantown west virginia didn't have a team or if if like if they got booted from the big 12 like that would suck that would really suck and it sucks when it happens to other teams and it sucks that the big 12 was in this position basically two years ago um but these little small towns like it it adds a different flavor to college football and it's just so sad to see those those teams most likely get left by the wayside um, and it's all because of, look, like we can blame, there's, look, there's Larry Scott, Michael Crow has a huge hand in this, other Pac-12 presidents, George Klepkoff, the Big 12, all this stuff, like, those are all reasons the Pac-12 is dying, but it's really because ESPN and Fox are pulling the strings, you know? This is all, all that this is is TV, this is, like, yeah. do you think UCLA would have gone to the Big 10 if it wasn't for a, getting, like, money whipped by the Big, by Fox? No, like you, U.S. UCLA has been like the, like they've been like the, uh, I don't know, like the avatar for the Pac-12. Like they don't, you know, their football stadium doesn't sell out at all. They care, you know, basketball, and they have like all these, you know, they're great at water polo and swimming and all this, and like that's great. And I'm not like I don't have any issues with those sports, but 
that type of thinking is why the Pac-12 is where it is. So, in part. And yeah. anyway, then, but, 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 but they get to move on because they're in a big market and they're UCLA and that's valuable to, you know, Fox. And so there you go. They're on the Big Ten. Uh, I, think if you're, I think if you're looking at it, and this is so probably not how anybody is looking at this in terms of realignment, but if you're looking at this from purely like a football perspective and bringing in teams that can enrich a conference, because obviously the Pac-12, if the Pac-12 dies, then it's the power four or maybe even like the American, whatever. Um, and then all of the smaller conferences, the Mountain West, the these other these other conferences if i'm one of those conferences and i'm looking at oregon state and wazoo i think oregon state would be a huge commodity to any of those conferences in terms of they both would be they both absolutely i i mean wazoo too they're they're always competitive they're always uh like a high floor team is how i would describe them you're never gonna they have been Uh, yeah yeah yeah, which, I mean, it seems Oregon State is the same way. They used to be kind of a doormat in the Pac-12, too, um, a while back, and now they, they've turned it around. But if you're looking, at, like, as a Mountain West school with schools like Boise State and um, um, Fresno State, and there's – why am I blanking on the other one? Boise State, Fresno State, San Diego State, obviously. Utah State, Colorado State, New Mexico, Wyoming. Yeah, there's about yeah. – Hawaii. Yeah, all of these schools, Hawaii, too. Um Adding an Oregon State, it sounds like, oh, they're relegated to the Mountain West or whatever it is, but that could become a very – it already kind of has. That could become an even more competitive conference, which makes for compelling games to go turn on and watch. You know, I think if the Mountain West adds those two schools, it's going to be must-see TV to an extent when when you get the the Boise states versus the Oregon states or the San Diego states versus the Wazoos whatever it is i i would i'm actually kind of excited for that if that ends up happening that would be a fun conference to watch but well, we're right. both we're both gamblers so i think that helps too but yeah, the one that- so i look i i actually would be really excited to watch those games too the issue is the the like the media payouts for the Mountain West are so much lower than what those schools even would have gotten from the Pac-12. And so, yeah. like, that's the thing. And, like, you mentioned Oregon State would be a huge ad. It's like, they would be, but it's like, does Jonathan Smith leave Oregon State in the near future because they just can't keep up with the salary requirements? I mean, maybe he'll stay. Look, he's a beaver for life. But, I mean, it, it is a little different when it's like, oh, okay, we're not – it's not that you're not in the Big Ten in the SEC. We're not even in the Big 12 or the ACC, and that is an issue. And so, yeah. like, that's why, like, I don't think it's good to tell a Wazoo fan – and not, this isn't what I'm saying you were doing. But, like, tell those fans, like, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be in the Mountain West. You'll be the best team. It's like, yeah, but, like, it's going to – this is going to destroy yeah. their athletic – programs because they just won't have yeah. as much money to work with and so um and i don't think they'll be fine i i guess i'm looking at it purely from like a competitive standpoint which i guess is a little naive because this is not uh a, a dude i wish this was just about the competitive teams that moved yeah. on i it's wish that unfortunate it's the unfortunate element of this because that's what i mean is if you're looking at it from solely competitive or 
or just fans of football or whatever it is, which is how right. I would be looking at it. Those games would be so fun to watch, and, and that would be a very a, a real fun conference. But it, money is kind of dictating all of this, and it's leading to you said it possibly the collapse of some of these teams if coaches like Jonathan Smith decide to you know pack up and go elsewhere because of the landscape, um, which is the unfortunate reality of all of this. But you know who knows? This is an ever changing landscape. Maybe. I don't know. It's so so dynamic. And it's like, how do you even project this? But it seems like those two, Oregon State and Wazoo, that would make, that's probably what's going to end up happening, right? Is Mountain West. Yeah. And that's why, like, that's why I said earlier, like, I'm much more relieved than I am thrilled about this. Yeah. Because it's just, like, it's, it's, it's awesome to get a lifeboat off the Titanic but you also hate to see, you know, two of your buddies get frozen in the ice behind you. And that's, yeah. you know, like they're still going to play football, you know, and it, but it's like, it, it may be a lot more difficult to schedule the Apple Cup now. And it may be a lot more difficult to get, you know, get the game formally known as the Civil War on the schedule and all this. And like, it's just, it's, I just wish that college football had some real leaders in it and or a real leader or just some sort of actual structure you know like the reason why the nfl is so freaking popular is because every fan base has a chance and you can turn it around quickly like look at like look at the bears last year they're the worst team in the nfl people are picking them to win the division this year there's like There's Justin Eagles, Fields has a ridiculous Eagles. amounts of MVP votes, which I don't even get that at all. But yeah, it's dude. The Eagles went four eleven and one in twenty twenty, and they went to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, they, they went, won yeah, the Super exactly. Bowl. Went four eleven. 11. They went, they went back to the, went Super to the Super Bowl in a seven year span. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like it's yeah, it's and granted, like obviously, there's different things about the NFL that make that possible, but. It's the yeah. it's the structure of the league, and the parodies. Yeah, and sure, like it's awful that these running backs are getting screwed over by the market. You know, like it is awful. Like I'm not saying the NFL is some perfect being, and like they they do they do evil stuff all the time too. I'm not trying to like, but from a competitive standpoint, that's why the NFL is so popular. On top of football being a very popular sport in general, but it's. Yeah, it sucks. And it's it again, it's all the TV companies doing this, media companies. I mean, I saw I, I don't know, like there's reports that may like we're not reports, but I saw rumors that like ESPN and Fox are just like they lowballed the Pac-12 to keep Apple out of it, but I, I don't know. Although I will say this yeah. about Apple, like if you if you really wanted to have the Pac-12, then you should have offered the teams at least thirty million dollars per team, because then they then a lot of them would have stayed. Like then I don't ASU would not be leaving if that were the case. Um, yeah, so I mean Apple's probably Apple's probably strapped for cash. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just found this this tweet talking about um, the dust settle. It's a Reddit college football tweet. Uh, okay. When the dust settles, 2024 increasingly looks like this. And the interesting part is this last section. So, obviously, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, Big 12, Oregon, Washington, Big 10. But then they're looking at Cal, Oregon State, Stanford, and Wazoo, 
either merge with select Mountain West teams under the Pac-12 banner or go independent. So if those four teams end up staying in the Pac-12 and recruiting six of the Mountain West teams, I mean, that's kind of still – it's a step up for those Mountain West teams, right? Like, yeah. I don't know if it's, it's, it's an option. It's probably not a great one, but – So, like, that's better than, I guess, going to the Mountain West. And that, like – that's probably better for Oregon. It's probably better for Oregon State and Washington State to be with Stanford and Cal, just because it's more power, former Power Five teams together. Right. But it's still like they're still going to have the same ultimate problems, you know? Yeah, you're still like, maybe it gets mitigated a little bit, but yeah. that does kind of, I like I wouldn't hate for that to happen. Like I want the best to happen to you know those four schools, but it's just. Sucks. I mean, look, this has happened before. You know, when the Big East broke up, not everyone had a landing spot in musical chairs. Look, I mean, that's why Cincinnati was in the American Athletic Conference mm-hmm. and USF. Remember, they were in the Big East. Yeah. Yeah, and so that was considered a a, a BCS conference, and all the teams kind of split up. You know, Louisville went to the Big Twelve, and West Virginia, Big Big Twelve, Louisville didn't go. I w- it would have been better if Louisville had gone to the Big 12. That makes more sense. But uh, so Louisville went to the ACC, West Virginia to the Big 12, uh, Pitt to the ACC, Syracuse. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Rutgers to the Big 10, which is so I'm just looking at I'm looking at these Mountain West schools. And honestly, if you go – if you're trying to – if you're those four, let's say it's those four, um, Stanford, Cal, this is a fun little exercise we're doing here, Mark, a little – creative outlet for us that has nothing to do with asu but yeah we're gonna we're gonna rebuild the pac 12 right now as the pac 10 okay so if you've got stanford cal um oregon state and washington state who are the other so sdsu boise you add them fresno unlv they stay what are they about san jose so do you well, or, or do you go after – I mean, look, the Pac-12 was going after SMU for some reason. So do you add SMU in North Texas and get into Texas? You know? I don't know. Mm. So – You could for sure. I I feel like I kinda there's, just, there's options. Like I feel like I'm looking at these schools and I'm like – there could be like UNLV in Vegas. Vegas is like one of the more booming sports markets right now. Like, yeah, but dude, nobody cares about UNLV. Like, dude, UNLV has been bad forever. Like, no, I get it, but if we're talking yeah. about money, if money is the big thing here, I, I, I don't know. I'm just. I mean, like, to your point, like these schools are going to have to get creative to get to milk as much possible money out of whatever Apple streaming service, whatever platform that carries their games. They're going to have to get creative. Um, yeah. So I look. I hope it works out the bet. Like I don't like that this is happening. You know, but it is what it is, and I'm glad that. It look, you know, it's almost certain that ASU will be joining the Big 12 in the near future. I really wish it was decided this Thursday night, but it's not. Um, I do want to get to um, this article that came out tonight from Pete Thamel. Uh, it, it, it's about Arizona. It says, sources Arizona deal with Big 12 expect to be finalized soon. We know what the Wildcats are doing. I kind of want to shift it to the... Um, ASU in Utah, and so I'm just going to read a few paragraphs in this. Uh, The spotlight will quickly shift 
to Pac-12 members, Arizona State and Utah, which could take a few days to come to a determination on their future. The Big 12 also has courted those two, the final of the four so-called four corner schools. But they've always been on a separate timeline from Colorado and Arizona, which both had meetings with the Big 12 in recent months before jumping aboard. So that is an important detail as to why ASU could kind of be moving a little slower in this. Both Utah and Arizona State have been more conservative in their approach, but sources say the tenor on that has begun changing recently with the flurry of events and realignment. ASU President Michael Crow has been a staunch supporter of the Pac-12 as he'd long been an advocate of former Commissioner Larry Scott, even after the league's trajectory went wayward. But the urgency of the league likely being reduced to eight schools has begun to push Crow past his deep fidelity to the Pac-12, Utah, blah, blah, blah. More discussions are necessary for either ASU or Utah to move. Arizona State's direction could crystallize in the wake of the Arizona Board of Regents meeting, which is taking place on Thursday. The meeting quickly moved to executive session with no public discussion expected. Uh, The tenor from the Arizona Board of Regents, which oversees both schools, is that there's a preference that they stay together. Uh, The backdrop of this is that Arizona move comes with the Big Ten exploring Oregon and Washington as members. (coughs) <coughs> a potential likely a potential move that increases the likelihood with each Pac-12 defection while there were while there remains some resistance from within the Big 10 and ambiguity over potential financing there remains an appeal for the Big 10 to add two members at a below a full share so Pete Thamel kind of goes into it like it's it's really likely that ASU and Utah, for that matter, are going to join the Big 12, just kind of in a different timeline. Um, yeah. And I mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show. This is from CBS Sports' Dennis Dodd, a tweet. Now that Arizona is all but in the Big 12, expect ASU to be the next domino to fall. So hasn't officially happened. Um, Chris Cartman, he's been on it. Uh, Sun Devil Source, I recommend everyone check out his stuff, whether it's Realignment or actually uh, football, um, Big 12, Big 10 doing everything it can to make it clear to Oregon and Washington they'll be taken care of further greases the likely ASU, Arizona, Utah move to the Big 12. And then he goes on with some more stuff. So, uh, and then it's this is from Stuart Mandel, and this just made me laugh. That he's quoting of the Brandon Marcello tweet of, of Arizona State's president kind of shifting his mind on Wednesday. He quotes it with, most schools that change conferences go in delighted with joy. ASU, specifically Michael Crow, will go into the Big 12 begrudgingly and semi-forced to. <laughs> it's so... It's crazy, man. I can't, like, just the fact that that's, like, how this is going down is absolutely hilarious. It's hilarious because... Just him, Michael Crow being the app, like holding on to the bitter end, but ultimately you got to go, bro. <laughs> that's that's wild to me that he's just, it just shows how like. But it's not wild though. That's like. But that's what I'm saying is like, it just yeah. shows how little he he's in touch with like the landscape of college football or not college, like 
college I mean, athletics. Football. I mean, that's what that's what this is about. Like, let's be right, honest. Right, right. But just college athletics in general. I mean, yeah. we've talked about his stance on the basketball arena on the show before. Oh, like, every single thing that Michael Crow talks about as it pertains to like sports at this university, it, it's just like he could not be more out of touch. Yeah. No, I know. We've talked about this forever, but yeah, it's um, surreal. Yeah. No, I know that just, so it, it's basically like, yeah, it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen from the national media and local media for that matter. So that's good. Um, you know, obviously things could still happen that get in the way. This is Michael Crow we're talking about, but it seems all but all but done or just very much it's moving in that direction. You mentioned basketball. Big 12 is a very good basketball league, uh, the best basketball league. ASU is not a basketball school, <laughs> you know. Uh, we made the tournament last year, and that was a success. But overall, ASU was not a basketball school. Our school president said our, you know, 1975 arena is perfectly functional. And so he's... <laughs> He's not wrong that it's functional because the lights turn on and the plumbing still works, but it's unacceptable for a power four school. Uh, just what do you, what's your thought on ASU basketball or ASU men's basketball in this equation? <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be tough sledding. Yeah. I think U of A joining the big 12 makes this like, an absolute super conference for college basketball. I mean, you've got Houston, you've got um, yep. Baylor, U of A, Kansas, all of the, Kansas, right? Like I even almost didn't mention Kansas. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just, and then you've got schools sometimes who who have oh, in Kansas State just yep. went to the Final Four, right? Well, and then you throw like State. Iowa State and West Virginia are good usually. Yeah. Texas Tech recently went to the national championship game. Exactly. TCU just TCU, made yeah, one does, tournament yeah. game in back-to-back seasons. Like, it's basketball is going to be brutal. I'm looking at this, the crop of teams in the Big 12, and ASU is going to be one of the bottom four. <laughs> in it, it, this. it looks that way. Yeah. The only kind of thing that I would point out in this is – ASU will have a much higher margin of error in terms of schedule-wise in the Big 12 because if you lose a quad one game, it doesn't hurt you as bad as if you almost lose on the road at Cal, you know, which ASU – and that right, would have right. – if had they lost that game, they would have not made the tournament. And same with Stanford and Oregon State. Like, you you have some of these games in the Pac-12 where you absolutely just cannot lose it because they're, they're, you're playing a just absolutely horrible team. And if you do lose it, it completely messes up your metrics and all this. Um, we're in the Big 12. I mean, there will probably be some schools like that. Just, you know, there's just so many schools that are joining the league. And UCF doesn't have some great basketball history in Utah. Same, but I mean, ultimately, like, it's still, like, still going to be tough. And um, yeah, I mean, you're going into with, – with U of A in the Big 12, you have – let's see. I don't know. Was Baylor a one last year? Was Baylor a once? They were a two. I don't. They were really hot. Yeah. Baylor was a two. U of A was a two. Houston was a one. Kansas was a one. Yeah. Kansas State went to the Elite Eight. They were three. Yeah. Like I know. Yeah. 
it's it's going to be basketball is going to be brutal. Yeah, I mean, you're right with the margin for error and we'll get more benefit of the doubt playing in such a tough conference for those like, I guess, middling seasons. I, I don't know. But like I, like if ASU were to go 20 and 10 in the Pac-12, they're like a 50. They're like they might make the tournament. If they go 20 and 10 in the Big 12, they're going to be like an eight seed, you know? Yeah. So there is exactly. that. But it, that is a good point. But like how how realistic is going 20 and no, 10? No, I know. I know. Well, because if you look at if you look at all the teams in the Big Twelve, like how many schools is ASU basketball a definitively better program than? Not like year by year, like anything can happen in a given year, but just a better overall program. So I would say neither, obviously not U of A, neither no. of the Utah schools, BYU and Utah, both had been more successful, been better. Uh, I mean, at ASU were just our ASU was like just make the tournament. Uh, Colorado, I would say, is in our ballpark, but they've with Tad Boyle, they've been better. Um, all, all of the Texas schools are better, mm-hmm. and then o- maybe Oklahoma State. But even then, like it's hard for me to say that Oklahoma State is is clearly behind ASU. As right. Of, I would put Oklahoma State ahead of ASU. Yeah. Then, well, what about UCF? That so that might be it. Yeah. That might be it because Cincinnati has a good history. Mm-hmm. It used to be in the Big East, and then West Virginia, I mentioned, Iowa State is has a better history than we do, and then both Kansas schools obviously do. So when you, like, lay it out like that, like, we are the second-worst program entering the Big 12 in men's basketball. Yeah. And that could change. Like, but not, not all these schools have always been – like, in basketball, you can make up ground a lot quicker. So yeah. That does how, does that, how does that impact, like, the urgency to – sort of overhaul the program when you realize like, okay, we are now in the big 12, the best, best basketball conference. Like how does that alter what ASU does on a year to year basis? You know well, what I mean? Like, are you asking me how it should alter or are yeah, you asking? Like, you're just kind of like dictating out loud. Like at what point, yeah. like how long are they going to be the basement dwellers that they're going to be in the, the early going, you know what I mean? Like are I, they know, even able to dig their way yeah. out of it? I'll say this right now. I'm glad we have Hurley as coach. And even with all his, even with his flaws, this is, this is why I'm kind of going back into this argument, but this is why when ASU fans bitch about Hurley, okay, who would you rather have be the head coach of ASU basketball right now that will do a a definitively better job? You know? Yeah. It's, it's a slim list. And with Hurley, at least, you know, the teams are like going to compete and, Recently, in recent years, they have a defensive, like, energy, you know, or at least this past year. And um, with him with him in the fold, I'm glad that uh, ASU is in – like, I, I'm glad that ASU is going to the Big 12 with him as coach. And I kind of feel the same yeah. way with Dillingham. But it's with football, it's a little different. Like, um, like, if we were going in with Herm as coach, it would be like, okay, we're just going to be bad this year and then we'll get a new co- – you know, it's a little different calculus. But – with men's basketball, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be just, you, you got to bring it all the time. And there's no cupcake conference games anymore. But at the same time, you won't get penalized as badly for losing one of those games. So, yeah, that's uh, good. But it'll be, it'll be wild. The next, like, I don't know, give it like the next two or three years in college fo- football for ASU fans, college sports, basketball, whatever it is. It, it's yeah. Really, 
it's going to be wild. Yeah, man. And yeah, it's. Oh, I saw this. Okay, this is on Chris Cartman's Twitter page right now, who is the 24 7 uh, publisher for ASU. <laughs> Such a great quote. <laughs> so here's a tweet of an article that he wrote, and it's uh, a, a quote in that tweet or whatever we're calling it now. I'm going to call him a tweet. Uh, quote, it's almost like he's being dragged across the finish line. <laughs> quote, a person directly familiar with tonight's Arizona Board of Regents told me about their view of ASU, President Michael Crow, and the school's potential move to the Big 12. <laughs> dragged across the finish line. That, go Sun Devils, baby. That's go wild. Sun Devils. <laughs> Dragged across the finish line. <laughs> oh man, I, I'm I just, just glad. I'm just glad it's almost over. I know. If you get it either way, dragged or sprinting, you're crossing the finish line, which is exactly. all that matters. Like that uh, <laughs> that girl from Somalia who ran the hundred meter dash despite not being an athlete. Did you see that? I did not. That's crazy. When we're done with this, look up Somalia track runner. And it's like, it was basically like the minister of athletics in Somalia. Like for what I don't, I haven't read the whole story, but for some reason they didn't have someone to run or got, there was a mix up and it was the guy's niece who ran in like the hundred meter dash for some event. And she finished 10 seconds behind everyone else. So it's like the, it's putting like the average Joe in the Olympics basically. But that's what ASU is in this. Like ASU is barfing on themselves uh, they they signed up for the 401 k they signed up for the 5k uh, un, unknowing that they were drinking the night before and you know, it's like they crossed the finish line they have crossed the finish line but they are not happy about it or at least Michael Crow isn't but look Michael yeah. Crow this is this is what this is the result of you supporting Larry Scott for way too long you know it's a good point, man. It's 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 coming to that's, an end, and that's all that matters. Yeah, and you're lucky that you're the president of ASU and not Oregon State or, or even Cal yeah. for that. So that's true. Like, this is this is this is the consequence of. I mean, he backed Larry Scott in 2019. I know that feels. I mean, that that was a long time ago, but by that point, everyone knew that Larry Scott had done. It was not a good commissioner. So. <sighs> oh, playing road games in Texas soon, Colton. What'd you say? Said we're playing road games in Texas soon. I know. I, at I least, can't wait to make the trip. At know. least some of. So, like, okay, which which Big Twelve road game do you want to go to the most? And obviously, don't say like Utah or Colorado or Arizona. No, no. Um. For some reason, I'm thinking Texas Tech, but they're crazy. Yeah, I've heard their fans are bonkers, and I'd love to experience that. Um, Kansas would be fun. Like, I they have a pretty good reputation too. Well, for basketball. Yeah, I would say Kansas or Texas Tech. Okay. Because, like, if you go if you go to a Kansas game. You know, in Lawrence, and it's like 
ASU has a, an actual chance to win that game. I don't know. I mean, Texas Tech maybe, but they're they're kind of on an upswing too right now. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Texas Tech has been pretty mid over its history though. So I, yeah. I mean, it's not like they're still really far away from civilization for the most part. Yeah. Uh, I would say Kansas or Texas Tech. What about you? Yeah, um, Texas Tech is up there. Baylor Stadium is really cool. So from that perspective, I would want to go to Baylor. Um, so TCU and Houston are cool because you can just fly right in. But yeah, the, the school that comes to mind for me is West Virginia because mm. it is kind of it's it's ridiculous that ASU and West Virginia are in the same conference. Like it's ridiculous, but yeah. they are. And it's almost like Rutgers and USC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, but from like it would be it would be cool to go to West Virginia. Just it would be a completely different like you know slice of the world, and you know they have a crazy fan base too. You know, West Virginia football is like obviously enormous in the state of West Virginia. Yeah, and you know it's it's. It's it's going to be an interesting. It's like I'm just kind of it's just setting in of all the teams you play and like it's going to be a weird conference, man. It's going to be yeah. Weird. I think I think we'll get more familiar with all of these schools too. Like as time oh, goes we're going to hate some of their fan bases, bro. Yeah, like I'm sure they'll they'll get it. Obviously, there's that. already yeah. Like obviously between ASU and U of A, there's you know obviously it's a rivalry. ASU and Utah fans have that's kind of grown into a mini rivalry in the past ten years or so. BYU, pretty, there's a lot, pretty easy to dislike that fan base. Yeah. Um, Texas Tech, you mentioned, I think that'll be a quick, quickly uh, up there on the not liked list. Yeah. Um, It is weird how, like, you mentioned U of A, and I said this at the beginning, but, like, I can't get over the fact that they kind of saved us in this. Dude, no, they have. Like, on the presidential level, they are, like, if ASU is getting dragged across the finish line, U of A is doing the one drag. Yeah, 100%. And it's, it's like, one, yeah. that's that's just how beautiful this rivalry is to, to these yeah. schools. Is they're like, no, what, whatever happens, we're doing it together. And Michael Crow's doing his thing. But Fine. Was, yeah. Oh, man. Um, well, that's what happened when, you know, in the late 70s when um, – they went from the WAC to the Pac-10. Uh, it was Arizona who led the way because Frank Cush didn't want to leave the Pac- the WAC because they were dominating it. That's a better re- that's better reasoning than Michael Crow not wanting to go because he wants to be linked up with Stanford's academics in some <laughs> way. They're both bad reasons, but yeah, it's look in both times U of A has led the way. Off the field. Now, on the gridiron, uh, U of A will be leaving the Pac-12 without a single Rose Bowl appearance. I just think we have to point that out. Uh, even though ASU has only won the Rose Bowl once and made it twice, uh, it's still better than not going literally any time at all. Uh, might as well throw in here that U of A didn't have a player draft in the NFL draft for the last year either. They, so have, they have one last chance. U, uh, yeah. U of A and, and U.S. or no, USC. Jaden Delora is going to lead U of A to a conference championship. <laughs> yeah, wait. There's not still divisions in the Pac-12, is there? 
No, there's not. Yeah, it's just the top two. Okay. Yeah. Well, this yeah. okay. Now that you're kind of, it'll be int- it'll be interesting to see what the divisions in the Big Twelve or the pods or how they're going to split it up. Uh, I feel like it would be pods, and then you just have the Utah and Arizona schools in one pod. I saw that one version of it had Colorado, the Kansas schools, and Iowa State in one pod. I would love to be in that pod. That would be the easiest one of all, in my opinion. And then one that had uh, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, and Oklahoma State in a pod. That would be a really tough pod. That's brutal. Yeah. And then one that had Houston, UCF, and then Cincinnati and West Virginia. So that would be – that's just kind of the – you have to be in a pod somewhere, so we're putting you all all you guys together. But – Wait, so three pods? Well, it would be four. Oh, okay. I only heard you say three. All right, four. Four. Because it would be the Utah-Arizona schools, all the Texas schools minus Houston, and then add Oklahoma State in that pod. And then – Well, Colorado would be in our pod too, right? I don't think – no, I I think Colorado would be with the Kansas schools and Iowa State. Oh, BYU. My bad. I blanked on BYU. Okay. Yeah, because like there's five Western schools, but you can if you might as well just put Colorado in the one with the Plains schools, um, and then Houston, Iowa, or not Houston, West Virginia, Cincinnati, and UCF, they all go into one pod. Of you guys have to be in a pod because you're kind of not close to anyone. So, yeah, but here we are. We made it. Uh, we are. It looks like we're going to be in the Big Twelve, and it's just kind of. You know, I was look. I like. I was hopeful that ASU was going going to go to the or the Pac-12 deal was going to be good enough, and the Pac-12 was going to live on for another five or so years, and then we'd do this, you know, in 2030 or whatever. But it's happening now. I wish. I really wish the whole media deal saga didn't get drugged on for 13 months. I wish we were having this exact conversation in August of 2022 and not August of 2023. Yeah. Because it's literally, it's just been, it's all just been just, I don't even know the phrase, just running out the string on the Pac-12 for the last year. And it's just been stressful. And I mean, like I said, if you're an Oregon State fan or a Washington State fan, you're even more pissed off because A, you're not going to be in a larger conference. And B, you might have thought that the Pac-12 is going to survive for this past year. And there you go. So, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It sucks. But ultimately, I'm relieved because Michael Crow was drug across the finish line figuratively. And uh, we, we, we live to fight another day. Uh, do you have any kind of final, final thoughts as we wrap this one up, Colton? Yeah, I don't know. There's just one thing sticking with me earlier that's kind of giving me anxiety, and then it's when you were like, um, anything can happen with Michael Crow. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I guess it's just like it's probably done, but with this guy, it's not done until it's absolutely done. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Um, no, that is true. So hopefully the news comes out sooner rather than later. And we're secure. We have a place to play. And that's the end of it. But, I mean, with with Michael Crow, for some reason, you have to leave that door just slightly cracked um, for anything to happen 
but I, we'll see, man. I, I feel, I think it's going to happen, but like I've been burned before. So I have to, yeah. I have to leave that door slightly cracked, but um, I mean, hopefully we get news like next week or something that it went through. Yeah. So, Ideally it would be on, you know, on Friday, the 4th. Uh, that would be perfect. That would be great. <laughs> would have been great if it were, you know, Thursday the 3rd. But I think the key yeah. thing, and this was in the Pete Thamel story I just I read earlier, is the quote, but they've always been on a separate timeline from Colorado and, and Arizona, which both had meetings with the pack, with the Big 12 in recent, ugh, which both had meetings with the Big 12 in recent months before jumping aboard. So it's there's probably just some things that have to get hashed out. But there's just been so much reporting, you know, like when you have Dennis Dodd coming out and saying, you know, expect ASU to be next, then at this point you can't like, and there's a bunch of other reports that are similar to that. It, it just seems like it, all the kind of wheels are in motion, whether it be in the Big 12 or in the Big 10, adding the Northwest schools, um, that ASU will wind up in the Big 12. And that is good for ASU. So thank you for listening. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. Do, you, do you have anything to add as we wrap this up? No, 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 no. I was just scrolling through Twitter and I found the video of uh, Herm uh, Edwards, Ray Anderson, and Michael Crow after the, the, um, the, why am I blanking? The Mac team. Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan. There team we go. that ran for like 300 yards against us. Yeah. Yeah. I just found that video on Chris Cartman's Twitter and I was watching it and the sound blared. But how far, uh, I guess not how far we've come, but that feels like forever ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to talk about that right now. That makes me sad, Colton. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about football more on upcoming episodes. The, it seems like the quarterback battle between Drew Pine and Trent Borgay is kind of heating up, and both guys have done well. So that should be interesting. But until then, thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe, rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. And as always, go Devils, even though we're in the Big 12. <laughs>